This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PTBN's NBA Team Podcast as we are continuing our previews for the 2023-2024 NBA season. We've been doing this on the Place to Be Podcast, Pop, wherever networks um, as it evolved because we've been around for nine years and we're still doing it. Um, Co-host Adam Murray, uh, I, I, we're all, we're getting near the end of this one. Uh, it's 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 pretty fun though. I I feel I still feel like there's always something to talk about in NBA basketball, even though we've done this for a long time. The only thing we've had is the, the previous nine seasons or the Warriors. eight seasons. The Warriors were always on the top, and you LeBron had, going to the West. No, Orlando was always in the bottom. Oh, and oh Orlando's yeah, finally this, climbing yeah. their way out of the rebuild. Mm-hmm. And it's just like oh well. But here we are yeah. yet again. Yep. This group is the window is I believe you made reference to some sliding doors shutting and Yeah, like uh, like like the like you know when you're in the um what's that thing called when you're in the when you're at those uh, the little spinny uh door thing. I'm terrible at naming things. Revolving doors. Revol- that's what it is. It's like a revolving door. It's like it depends on just who is lucky once you get to April, and if you're if you got the right mixture, and maybe you get good seating and a good you know good playoff opponent in the first round, you might be able to launch yourself. You know the Hawks did this a few years ago, where it was like, hey, they might be good this year with the additions they made in 21, and then they I don't want to say they got lucky, but they had a few breaks when they um went to the conference finals, you know. But you yeah. need a few breaks. But this group. Needs the breaks and the ceiling above you that those teams are so very far ahead of you. You're not going to have home court advantage. So you're automatically looking at it. We're not going to give that next pairing away yet. That's the that's the next installment. You and I had a decent little talk before this where you think this group that we're talking about, which is going to be five teams. Um, the other one is also five that this grouping actually has more urgency than the one above it. I disagree. I think the one above that, which includes like the Lakers and the Sixers and such, those are the teams that have to win. Now you feel like this one's even more like the deadline is closing in even more. Well, it's funny because we're talking this group, not the other group that you've referenced more thus far. (laughs) Um, this group Changes, major changes have to be made if they fail again this year. If they Mm -hmm. fall into the six or seven seed as they are currently slotted, you can't be like, well, we need to run this team back. There's changes need to be, you know, uh, you have a couple of these teams. One of these teams already has started to make a major. If this doesn't work, it's over. No, if it doesn't work, you got to shake it up. Mm -hmm. You have to just. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. You can't keep this team again. A couple of these group, a couple of these teams have tried to run it back a few times now. And, oh, we need to make a change. Well, this change doesn't work. You need to start. You can't just settle on the sixth seed and be content with it. Because all these teams are slightly above 500. Yeah. They're all in the 43 to 46 win range. So it's like, well, 
they did good. They did okay. They, you and know, we've they, noticed they... we've noticed since twenty twenty, uh, since twenty twenty one, like the the peak for win total is usually around fifty seven games or fifty nine yeah. games. So like if you're at, if you're at a forty nine win level, that's you know. In the back in the day when there was a lot more bottom feeders and just not tanking teams, but just teams that were just generally bad all the time, you had a lot more top heavy records where teams were like 50 and 32. I remember one year in the West where I think they had seven teams that had 50 wins or more. Right now, Adam, it feels like if you're a 50 win team, you could win a championship. So, right. Yeah. Basically, because every team has talent now, but this group is more is intertwined with the group below them that we mm-hmm. just did with yeah. the Kings and, and the Knicks. And so you have teams here that are going to be desperate because they're fighting the Kings and the Knicks and the Thunder who are all seem to be trending upward. And right. these kind of teams are, they've been at the top sort of, they need to really kind of up their game to keep the Kings and the Knicks and the Thunder down below them where they're all still in that same little win range total. So we saw last season, two games in the West was mm-hmm. the difference between, you know, being home court advantage and being in the, in the play-ins. Yeah. So. The, that, actually the first two teams we're going to talk about had a very pivotal regular season, like a coincidental game. They had it scheduled. It just happened to be, that was a very important game in the play in seedings. So like, and do you want to just hit them up or you, you got it? Let's go. Points? The New Orleans Pelicans. This one, I actually fought along with the the next one. I, I fought that they should be in the one below it. It, it would have been too clumped up, and we would have we it would have not it, it would have been lopsided in terms of the number of teams. But the Pelicans, you know, they get the rookie max on Zion Williamson despite the issues with his you know his weight, his knees. He comes in, he he's a house of fire for twenty nine games, and then he just shuts it down again. And uh, they, you know, Brandon Ingram, he only plays when he's fully healthy. McCollum had some good moments. Then Trey Murphy the third stepped up to the plate. Herb Jones got a new contract, which I think he deserved because I think he's got a future there. But the depth is not very good. They just had trouble trying to get through the muckery of the January, February, March time. And they lost in the play into the Thunder. Just gonna, I'm letting you have well, your... No, that's it. No, I'm just giving you context. You can, you can talk away. You have permission. They're my team, but you can talk about them badly. <laughs> I'm not talking about them badly. With you, the as every episode, we're just going to do, you know, players who are in, players who are out. Yeah. Things I liked, things I didn't like. And right. With the Pelicans. They, they didn't, didn't have a lot of room to do things. Like, they drafted They Jordan did Hawkins. minor moves. So this was their, yeah. let's run it back. Zion, you know, he should be at full health. Brandon Ingram should be at full health. We'll just do, you know, it's sad that the Josh Richardson experiment failed miserably. Mm-hmm. You you traded a lot to get him and to get out of, um, who is this, Graham? Get out of his yeah, contract. And because, yeah. Because that was a mistake getting for him, which I sort of realized immediately, especially mm-hmm. when you're being outplayed by, by Grand Theft Alvarado. Yes. So all they did was bring in Cody Zeller. Like you had mentioned, I like that they got Herb Jones, and this was a real... I don't want to well, say. Well, I'll story. give you my case for why they did the Zeller deal. 
Um, it's a minimum. It wasn't really a big hit anyways, but they didn't have a lot of room to work with because they're like right at that tax. And this is not well, they got Jackson Hayes out of there that they, they did. But what I'm trying to say is that they were not a tax paying team. They were not going to be one like the Lakers or the or, um, you know, the Bucks or the Nuggets where it's like, OK, time to dip in. We have we have our ready made championship caliber. team. You don't. So they they couldn't they couldn't take that step further. Larry Nance Jr. had a lot of injuries. Uh, he he. He played 65 games, but he was just dinged up all the time. Uh, so I think that's the reason why they have Zeller as just insurance in the in the in the front court is all. My concern is there is that their drafting at the first round level has not been great. Kyra Lewis Jr. is a flop. Dyson Daniels is still learning, but um, he was a project. And people I have read everywhere, with the exception of you, kind of everybody's high on him. Mm-hmm. They think he's going to be good, and they understand you have to go slow with him. But yeah. Herb Jones, you, I had mentioned that, and you just went in a tangent immediately. Herb <laughs> Jones still had a year left on his second-round minimum deal. Yeah, they got in early because by doing the declining of his team option on the second year, which would have been normal to pick up, they're just going to pay early for that four-year, $50 million or $48 million contract so that they can get him in the fold before he hits unrestricted free agency and they would get out bid a la, you know, like what they were afraid would happen with the Lakers with Austin Reeves. So they just got in on him early. But that's so. what I said. It was a feel-good story of yeah. this kid a, really— a really good two-way player. Great two-way player. He was with a second team, all-rookie, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, hey, you know what? You outplayed your second-round deal. We're going to reward you early. Keep doing it, and that's what I liked. What what I didn't like on this team, Jordan Hawkins. You you would mention their first round uh, inability to draft well. You have Dyson Daniels, who's a, a, a you know two guard prospect, and then you get Jordan Hawkins, who was you know arguably one of the the best shooters in the draft. So you got two guys who are the same thing. You've created a log jam immediately. And then you got Trey Murphy the third, who who he's he's a multi talented player, but he's he's pretty much well known for his shooting. So well, Trey Murphy is the he is now the Swiss Army knife thanks to Zion mm-hmm. being out half a yes. season at least. So we got to move Ingram to the four. Okay, Murphy will slide in. Uh, Ingram gets a lot of injuries. He's out. Well, let's move him in. And you know Larry Nance is was used to be like the sixth man. Oh, he's injured. So Trey Murphy keeps moving up and. Getting mm-hmm. But you have all these, you're getting a lot of log jams all of a sudden. It kind of is worrisome, as we've seen with other teams. There's just no minutes for these young guys and, to develop. Well, they don't have a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of depth after the starters. Now, let they me They don't say, have a lot of front court depth. Correct. Now, Valanciunas is good. He's on the last year. I wouldn't be shocked if he had tacked on another couple of years. He's just an efficient, but not amazing big guy. You know, but the Pelicans have fit him, fit him in well. He's one of the starters. I feel like when they got those five, you know, which is like McCollum, Ingram, Williamson, Murphy, and then Valanciunas and then Herb off the bench. That's a really, really good team. They were one, number one in the West at one point in the month of December. The thing I disliked, just to get to the dislike part, is that do they have a market for Zion Williamson if the situation is unsalvageable? Like, yes. I don't I don't think th- no I disagree I don't think they have a landing spot for him you I have, don't think there's a have, demand you have Lakers picks mm-hmm. and you have let's say he continues to be small time small numbers okay we know we need to rest him what is San Antonio to say we need to get under the salary floor let's just take him for four years 
yeah, and get a couple he, picks because Zion's also we, my breakout player because even though he's proven in certain moments he's really good, this is the year where it's like okay, you had your embarrassing moment with the the entanglements, you can get past that. Let's just get away from all the drama and the diva bullshit. Can you play sixty to fifty games and be a beast? That's and this this year is the year you have to do it this season. So who do you have for you? I, I I just sort of in my notes just said eh, defer to Andrew. Let him. <laughs> do you have a breakout player? No, I I've, Zion is fine, but okay. I don't see usually for breakout. It's somebody who I think can make an all team something. Is, so the most improved one. type player there breaking the starting lineup. In. One. <laughs> There's <laughs> nobody on the second unit who I'm like, they're awesome. Because, you know, Trey Murphy, oh, we like him, but he's sort of a half starter anyways. Yeah. And Herb Jones is already broken out. You know, like uh, people are already game plan against him when he's on defense. Like, get away from him. You know, he's a pest. They won 42 games, even though they missed uh, they missed out in the play-in. They are over under at 43 and a half. I will not safely go over. I think they're actually going to really push hard. My last fear that I didn't bring up, and we could fin- I can finish my thoughts on the Pels, McCollum seemed to run out of gas at the end of the regular season. I really hope that's not Because he was the only ball. person who played the full season. I know that, but we saw that with Chris Paul in Phoenix where he kind of ran out of gas in 2022, and then the next season he was washed, you know, or close to washed. Like, I just hope that's not the case for McCollum because he's got a lot of money tied up still for the next three years. And good for I him. don't think really he's good washed player. yet. I think it was just he was trying to will the team to this next level, knowing everyone else was gone. He was a four-year player that got drafted in 2013. I mean, age catches up to you. That's oh, he does have a ton of mileage on him, and I don't expect him towards the – so he has three more years left? It, yeah, thirty-six million. Then it descends, thirty-three and thirty. So that last year might be a little. That's the twenty twenty-five. I think, he has, I think yeah. he has two solid good seasons left in him. And Ingram's awesome. Ingram's awesome. That's, I mean, I, yeah, he's a superstar. You ready to move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who actually did get out of the play-in? Another team that, like, this is why I said it's desperate because they're too low to be spending this much money. And in the postmortem with the Timberwolves, I said. No, they could run it back. Give them another year. You don't need to do a lot of moves. You don't need to do anything. Just because Towns' injury was just, well, he has a sore thigh. Oh, well, it turns out he tore something. Yeah. Then why didn't you just say he tore something? We all know he would be out. And, oh, it's It's, a shame. It is this. Well, it's a combination of the players camp not wanting to make it look like they're, as you like to say, paper mache. And the team trying to protect the confidential information of the player to be like, we're not going to throw you under the bus by saying you're you get hurt all the time. It's a combination of those two. That's why that happens all the time. But you, you don't go from muscle time. soreness to a tear. That's a little. If you have a player you gets saw this injured, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. oh he tore his ACL. <laughs> you know, like, um, uh, but the thing with Towns is that, you know, he jumped in at just the last second and, you know, he's an awesome offensive player. He's one of the best offensive centers ever played 29 games. And it was only 20 at the numbers say 21, eight and five assists. If he had a full season, it probably would have been in the range of like 28 and 11. Or he so. also came back with no, he just, they just inserted in the lineup. Where he was, okay, you have this, you, you used to be the center. Well, now you're the four. You can only be the four now. Mm-hmm. You didn't have time to work with Gobert and the rest of the team. Oh, yeah, we got you a new point guard. When you got injured, you had Russell. Now you got Mike Conley, Conley. who's a completely different player. 
and he's back on one more year of a of a fairly bigger contract that he had re, he had signed originally with the Jazz. So this is probably the last year for Conley coming Which up. He has a lot of mileage on him too. So what they did, I didn't. They brought in Troy Brown and Shake Milton. Mm-hmm. Nice backups. Nice wings. The only thing I didn't like is you got rid of Torian Prince, who was also very valuable for them. I think his contract in terms of flexibility was more valuable. Well, you could, yeah, you could bring in Brown and mm-hmm. Milton for, for Torian's money, but trades, Torian right. was also very, very good. What I did like, the Nas Reed signing. I didn't you, think they were able to keep him. I thought they were going to get overpriced, too. They wound up signing a, de- a deal that was uh, three years, $42 million. It, which Which was a bargain for this undrafted player from LSU who overachieved really every time and I don't with Towns I, is it injury. is too far to call him a poor man's Towns he's not but he's a stronger center with a good upper body who can make outside shots it's great insurance for two guys who I mean Colbert never he's he's been a, a workhorse and but Towns yeah we there man I've come around uh, you, you ready to hear my hot take for the show you like him again He's the most underappreciated uh, superstar in the NBA. So you you got sucked in by the Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> 13 points, 11, um, 11 rebounds, uh, and uh, a, a block and a half. Three-time defensive player of the year. Three-time defensive player of the year, but I felt like when Towns was out, I know everybody harps about the incident that occurred between Gobert and Kyle Anderson. Uh, like, I, I, know, I know that was a bad moment, but... I thought Gobert looked good in the playoffs, playing alongside Anthony Edwards. Edwards did trial by fire, where he tried to do point guard a little bit too much to carry the team with Towns out. But I felt like by the end of the season and into the playoffs, Edwards, as a star player, had basically figured it out. He, it was like the Matrix, where he was like, okay, I see it all. And he That's... just started taking over games. That's why I like Minnesota this year, because I will agree with you. As and he got rewarded with the rookie max, which he deserved. With Gobert, you just, uh, on X for me on his Twitter, here's the stats of this player. What do you think? Oh, what if I said it was Rudy Gobert? Oh, and yeah, his, his reputation has sort of killed him. But this team, without your star player at the time, before, because Edwards was just sort of an, you know, young guy. You're learning. You're coming into your own. He was. They, as you mentioned, finish over 500 in the contention for the, not the playing game, but just for the actual playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. They, they, they had beat like the a, team that beat the Pels, and that was the Thunder. Because from three to ten, we're all just a couple games apart, and yes. this is all without one of your your two best players. I hope this year it was sort of like the Lakers where. It was LeBron's team, and then you go, oh, no, this is now Anthony Davis's team, and LeBron is just on Anthony Davis's team. This is the same thing. If Towns is like, oh, no, this is Anthony Edwards' team, I understand that now. I think they can make that leap, and I am very – that's why I don't have any moves I really didn't like with them other than Torian Prince and Austin yeah. Reeves – Austin Rivers, not Austin Reeves. I'm surprised um, nobody's picked him up as of this recording. He could – yeah, we'll see. You know, he Well, was, they also – well, remember – even though he's not an awesome player, Jordan McLaughlin's been there for a minute. So I feel like uh, the coach, Chris Finch, is comfortable with him. That turns me to the dislike. I think the coaching just needs a change. Like, I, I the offense and the defense is just, it doesn't pattern with the team that they have. And if you need to retool where it's like, okay, Towns is our Supermax player e- economically, but 
the real money here is Edwards at guard and Gobert in the middle and then having a little bit of offense in between them with Towns. If they can do that, they're going to have to redo the entire offense and defensive mindset. And I don't think Finch should be the one who does it. The other problem, and I, I kind of just said it, is that Carl Anthony Towns is starting his Supermax contract. And he's a really, Adam, he's a very good player. He's a great offensive center. He's a great three-point shooting center. He can rebound in double digits. What does he do for you in the playoffs? Like, that is my concern with Carl Anthony Towns. And that's why they have questions in the declaration why I put them, when I, why I put them into this group. Yeah. You're going to have, what do we do with this roster next year? And you just said, well, it could be the coach. Well, then, then the roster should be fine. And it's just a simple Raptors, let's get rid of our coach for the, the new guy. And, oh, we're going to win the championship. So you have a lot of high-priced veterans. It's like, well, they're – because their GM, who, whose name escapes me, he's new. Uh, Tim Connelly. Made that big, yes, he made that big splash with Gobert. And, well, you know, that's he's the taken, thing. People are calling it, like, the worst deal ever. I don't know anymore. Like – I, I, I'll give it another year, just like the Wolves in general. As, it's the worst of, deal ever because that market picks. bottomed out of having to do it. Now it's just, we'll, we'll give you five picks, second round picks. And yeah. you, you see Durant and you see uh, Chris Paul going for a lot less all of a sudden. Yeah. But Nikhil Alexander-Walker re-signing him, I thought that was fine. You know, That's what I was just going to mention. You flipped D'Angelo Russell for Connolly and Walker. You re mm-hmm. Walker, so you completely won that trade considering D'Angelo Russell and might I'm, be... And I'm not deep-diving their drafting because Josh Minot and Wendell Moore did nothing, and Len- Leonard Miller, he had good notes out of the G League, so we'll see. 42 wins, as you said, 43 and a half, same as before, for the just like the Pels did. I'll go under. I think they're going to be the same team, <laughs> pretty much. I'm, I'm going to go over. Okay. If you have a healthy team, you got 43 wins without your first or second best player. So if mm-hmm. you bring him back and you install this offense you envisioned, I think they could be over. Okay. And now we're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Gosh. You know, it's just, it, I don't want to say that it's that everyone's turned heel on the Grizzlies. It just feels like a lot of momentum that they had going positively in their direction in 2022 swung the other way in 2023. Kind of. Okay. Because they wanted to challenge, they wanted like, we're, we're the new Detroit bad boys. We're this. And everyone's kind of like, mm, no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I'm a real Detroit bad boy. And everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. There should be people around you. Like when, when Michael Vick got arrested for the weed charge. Oh, no, that's my, that was mine. I, you know, I, I oops, my bad. Mm-hmm. You, you need people to take the fall for you. And nobody has told him. You're costing yourself money. Now. Well, we did have one player who not didn't take the fall, but he got pushed over the cliff, and that was uh, Dylan Brooks. Now, well, Brooks Dylan had... Brooks, again, tried to be like great defensive guy, just mm-hmm. doesn't know how to stop running his mouth. And everyone's like, don't don't say shit. You can't back up. And everyone just likes taking it to him. But you have all these players everywhere going. We love the heat culture, the heat culture, the heat culture. Mm-hmm. And. In previous episodes, we mentioned that you need this stability and culture. You and, everything. and I, you and I, have been ahead of this for years. We use, we always call it. Our nickname for it is a Sioux Skyforce. 
because I was their old D-League name, and they used to always generate good players out of their D-League because they used to just do it the way the organization wanted it, you know? And Memphis, like, their front office, their drafting is crazy good. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. But- they, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going through all the names. We could talk about them in a sec, but like a lot of very good to solid players. Even John Conchar is a good solid player. Conchar, you mentioned us. Uh, Jake Laravia, first round pick last year. Santi Adama, first round pick two years ago. Desmond the only Bain, one that hasn't been in- hit is uh, Zaire Williams. That one we need to see what happens. But the rest of it, Brandon Clark, very good player. Brandon Clark had- is the Ed Davis of this generation. Just be the second unit guy. Give solid numbers, play 25 minutes, High play efficiency. all out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And like we mentioned, Desmond Bain played his way to a rookie max coming yes. up. So, yeah, I mean, Zach Kleeman has done a good job. I don't think any of that, any of the movement that he had to make in this offseason, which was quite a bit, had had as much to do with like, oh, you need to retool things. We lost in the first round of the Lakers. We need to change the culture as much as it just had to do with John Moran doing the, the gun video on Instagram that got him a 25 game suspension that this that. So the band-aids that they did is, all right, we need to seal up Desmond Bain. We can't risk letting him walk away. They signed him to basically a veteran like uh, like not a veteran uh, supermax, but like about as much as they can give him five years, two hundred seven. They swung a trade and they got Marcus Smart, even though they had to give up Tyus Jones, and then they got Derrick Rose. So you got Marcus Smart, which everybody in Boston loved. There's nobody who'll give a bad. We just knew like okay, kind of got it. You can't just keep running it back. We loved him, but there was no reason for him to be taking the the last second shot every time. There was worries, you know. He has mileage on him, and especially with taking all those flops or charges or whatever. I don't think Rose is going to be as valuable as people think. Like, That's, I think he's going got, to fall out the lineup really fast. You got Rose, who's just, I guess, sort of the veteran stability because and just insurance. But when you got Ja back, you have to move Marcus to the three. So you have a very small lineup. Because yeah. I think you need, you need you because Dylan Brooks was a great defender. So you need somebody to replace that defensive. John Conchar or... Well, good thing uh, they have the defensive player of the year in Jaron Jackson Jr. But Jaron can only do so much. And he's he a center, defensive. right? Yeah. He can only do so much, but he can't guard. He can't guard twos. Yeah. And Marcus Smart is a, still a really good two-way player, but Smart has grown into that point where his offense is probably more valuable than his defense now. But the thing that I like the most, it's more of an intangible. You just get reliable veterans. He and does. Then you get Desmond Bain, who's an older player, even though he's been with the team as a part of the young core, he's he was like a three or four year player in college. He's definitely a mature player. He plays through injury. He's a beast. Great three point shooter. You can try to see how Bain, Smart, Jackson, you know, if he grows off of USA basketball, Luke Kennard, they they picked up in a trade at the end. You get a little bit more veteranship. And then when Morant comes back uh, around January or whenever it's going to be December, maybe maybe things look a little bit easier in terms of just like the, the culture of the team. And then it'll turn around the momentum. And they'll go on winning streets. They're also really, really good at going on winning streaks. I think it's because they were so young and so vibrant that they just like they didn't run out of gas on back to backs. Yes, just because they were so young. Right. But I guess we could just sort of tie everything in the legs and dogs. This is that big trade of I want to say is a little desperate to we need to give a first and Jones, who was perhaps the best second unit. The best backup point guard. Backup point guard in the league. Mm-hmm. And we give that away for Marcus Smart, who is not a point guard, and Derek Rose, who is very old. 
Mm-hmm. So concern. you can dip into that drafting that they've done. Problem is that, you know, they're not really David Roddy's not a guard. He's more of a forward. And like there's not that many people that you can dip into from the uh from that side. Steven Adams is still there. He's a nice little pillar to go with Jackson Jr. in the in the front court. They're gonna be really good. Now the, here's the interesting part. So they were fifty one and thirty one. Some people thought that was disappointing. They were second in the West. Like, people forget this. Like, the Lakers were the seventh seed when they beat the the Grizzlies. The over-under is 45 and a half. So, like, Vegas is thinking they're going to take a step down. Uh, you know, I, I'll go under, but not that under. Like, I'm actually, you know what? I'll take it back. I don't think they're going to get 51 wins. I don't think they're going to get less than 45. That's all I'm going to say. I think they're going to be like a 48-49 win team. Then you're taking the over. The over, right. I, like, I played myself. <laughs> No, I think 45 is sort of spot on, and I'll just take the under of it. Because, as we mentioned, you have so many teams who are on their last dance mission, Mm -hmm. and you have those upstarts beneath them. You can't take any games off. Right. So, with losing Ja for 25 games, if if Marcus Smart goes out in the first 25 games, they are going to be in trouble. Yeah, and Ja Morant's talent is unquestioned like 26 points five like six rebounds eight assists absolute mammoth of an athlete at point guard like this the thing that was sort of troubling about all that issues with the behaviors and you know you know the street cred stuff is that if he didn't if he had those you have to find a way to justify it if you're the grizzlies because this is not a situation where it's like you know he's kind of on borrowed time you know he's sort of winding down his efficiency is going down maybe we can swing a trade you cannot trade john Morant. John Morant is your pillar. If you don't have him, it doesn't work. I just hope they can make it. I just hope that Ja can come to some compromise where it's like, okay, I'll put this to the side. Basketball's basketball. Let's just focus on this between October and June. You know, moving but, on. Yes, we're moving on. The L.A. Clippers. So, I was going to say uh, over. I, well, I'm just going to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this is a step. Like, they got slotted down in the groupings. Like, this team was is one of those like. Ones where it's like, okay, this team could win a championship if things break right. I actually thought they would win the championship in 2023. Injuries got to the best of them. Yeah, it's going to be good. Like, I'll just hit the over-under on you now since you said it. 46 and a half. They were 43 and 38 last year. This is the last dance. Everybody has to stay healthy. Yeah. Ballmer's going to blow it up if it doesn't work. He has no choice but to because. Because Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George, they have player options. Yeah, and they're gonna if they t- if they both pick up their options. Yeah, we know <laughs> they're gonna, just gonna be dumped, and you've lost your extension. Then, and it's really unfortunate to say this is you know the ultimate what if team. But what if those two could stay healthy? But they all had it wasn't ticky tack injuries. They just kept getting legitimately hurt. Yeah, Leonard's just got a-, a bad knee. He's got a bad knee. And the thing that sucks too about Kawhi Leonard, did you know that he was like the player of the week? like the last week of the season and of the regular season going into the playoffs. And then he had two games against the Suns where he was like, he was awesome. And then he went out. I, I, I'm sore. Can't do it. Now, some people would say immediately, well, they said that before he had a sore knee and he tore his ACL. Maybe he actually sprained it or maybe it was something worse. I My guess is that he sprained his knee. Same with uh, Paul George. Like when they were saying, oh, Paul George might be back. No, he, he was never going to come back. He sprained his knee. He was done. But you know, the 
for Leonard, there's not as much pressure because he's a two-time Finals MVP. He's proven it. Even though the years are racking up on him for Paul George, it sucks because he never got that far. Some people would say it's his own fault, you know, with the way off P stuff in the bubble. But, you know, I mean, Adam, let's be real. They are both still to this day really, really talented players. They're equal in salary. They were equal in points per game, 23.8. You know, so, like, they, they're they really good. It, 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 can you... You already hit it on the head. Can you get him for 60 games and a full playoff run? That's the key. That's that's why I'm going to go over because they have to figure out game management and then, well, let's just hold everybody back. Yeah, but and they every, did load management with these two and it didn't work. That's but every year they continue to overachieve with these nobodies. That's the story that hasn't been told is they always made, if you lose your two best guys, your team should go right to the lottery. Mm-hmm. And they still somehow managed to stay relevant. So that's why, like, I got to go. This is the year they're not going to get injured. This is a year. It's a, it's a hopeful over, which I know is just a, a, a L. But, they, you know, the, the thing I didn't like is they lost Eric Gordon for nothing. It, he okay. was wonderful for them. But they got K.J. Martin for nothing, who's yes. a young guy. That's what uh, youth is. Fresh legs. Somebody who you don't need to play 35 minutes today because we got K.J., who can yeah. pick up some of your minutes? Norman Powell, Bones Highland. Let me let me backtrack to where you said about Gordon. I'm just gonna explain why they couldn't do it. That was a twenty or eighteen million dollar thing. They are so far over the tax as a repeater that they could not afford the hit. It was literally like a seventy million dollar hit. They had. Well, it's just one of those shames of. It is. Now, the Russell Westbrook one, they I don't want to say got lucky because they picked him. They wanted to pick him up after he got bought out by the Jazz, but it was serendipitous because what happened is he played really well in the playoffs despite the, the Clippers losing in that playoff series to the Suns when they didn't have George or, Len, or Leonard at the end. And they were able to get him on minimum because Russell Westbrook still has that golden parachute from the buyout, so he didn't necessarily need a lot of money or the mid-level. So they were able to do that and not have to pay terribly much over the tax that they already are in in order to keep Westbrook and that was the thing I liked the most they have a lot of youth movement going on in the depth like Terrence Mann's been there you, you mentioned Bones you mentioned KJ Martin Brandon Boston Jr. is there they like they like Amir Coffee still they have some younger guys that they're trying to groom into the starting lineup and also I'll just briefly mention this before we move on I'm glad they didn't panic and say we're going to go in for Harden after all those shenanigans yeah. and it's just like oh yeah no we'll we'll give you more you, know you know what's weird about that it's a good fit <laughs> it's it a is. good fit but it's it is gonna, they need a point guard but you don't need to pay like yeah we're not going to give you seven picks for him we're not going to give you two picks for him mm-hmm. where you know here's our offer well well you give us more uh, your guy's a malcontent who's ran himself off three teams already yeah, and then they'd have to package a lot of these veterans that are still on the team. Let me just ask you this. Uh, we'll just, like, kind of put a, bundle them all together. I talked about the how they have the younger players that are probably going to be having a step up to the plate if some of these veterans like Nick Batum and Marcus Moore Sr. and Robert Covington start falling off. Like, uh, who do you think can make the best impact out of the out of those guys that have been sort of in that starting rotation for the last two seasons? Plumlee, Zubac. Zubac oh, Zubac is rebounder. He's been wonderful for that team. Mm-hmm. So just again, I put the breakout player has to be the health team and keeping everybody keeping those knees. You know, they're an older team. They're one of the most experienced teams in the league in terms of uh, years played for sure. And the, I mean, the dislike I already kind of harped on. So I'll just repeat it one more time. Like, let me ask you this one: Should they have just traded? 
Paul George and Kawhi this summer? For who? Something. Like, just decide, okay, not working. It's over. Done. I don't like, think basically, there was... get out. Get out of this grouping. Basically, let's take it down a notch. I don't think there was really a market to let's trade him for pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. Well, the rumor was that they tried with Paul George. The rumor was that they tried. They they wanted to put him in the Harden deal, but then they were like, no, we need more than just George. And it was like, okay, now it's not going to work, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, like, and I didn't think their moves backfired last year. John Wall didn't work out. They flipped him for Mason Plumlee, who re-signed. They're a very solid organizational team. Like, they... Their pieces fit like they they do a good job of putting teams together. It's just the health at the top end. We already talked about the over under. So uh, if I had to go over, I'm okay with it at 46 and a half. I think over is fine. Like I can see him being a 48 win team if they have everything put together. But this is the year. This is the year that the Clippers have to pull it off. All right. Moving on to. Dallas. Yes. The Dallas Mavericks. Who? Luka Doncic is a beast. They pick up Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline. That's the cliff notes of it. Then they re-signed him and made a few changes. I don't know, man. Like, what do you have to say about this team? I know I you're was much in them than I am. I was much, much higher on them because everyone's, why are you paying Kyrie Irving when there's no market for him? You can't just say, well, you're worth, you know, nobody's going to pay anything. So here's $10 million. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're just going to get, or here's a veteran minimum because you have no, like. Three years, it, $126 million. I think. They That's had that handshake deal, and they just, okay, yeah, we'll honor it. Mm-hmm. It's only three years, so it's not the four, Max. They got out of Davis Bertrand's contract. Yeah, that was through the draft. We had mentioned Oklahoma City in- inexplicably to move up two picks to get somebody that really wasn't going to be taken, and you take on this terrible contract of Burton's. Yeah, they picked up <laughs> Rashawn Holmes, which I didn't like. They got, no, they got Rashawn Holmes kind of in a salary dump in order to get... Yeah, the Kings got rid of him. The Kings got rid of him, so the Mavericks get Omax Prosper, and we'll take Holmes. Holmes, you, you could say you don't like him, but it's a better contract than, than Bertans. You got Seth Curry. Nice pickup. You got Dante Exum, who people forget, but he was a number six pick, I believe, and yeah, then just had that guy. horrible leg they injury. They got Jerry Jones Jr. for nothing. You, um, you signed Grant Williams... Who, what do you think about that? You saw him in Boston as um, a starter. I don't like him. As I, kind I think of a, he's going to start. I think he's going to start there. To be quite that's honest, that's why. But as a second unit sort of energy defense guy, it's basically a four-year, fifty million dollar contract. The problem with Grant Williams is he played himself out of the lineup a lot. So for a person who's really good, how do you keep falling out of the rotation and all of a sudden you have to come back? And if he's a designated starter at the three, he's going to be one of those overcompensatory like type of guys who like shoots a lot. But he plays good defense, so he stays on the floor because the plus minus. Well, the Dallas is going back to sort of weird positionless basketball as Luca goes from a point guard to now the off guard, thanks to Kyrie. And yeah. they didn't have time to, to play together because they they, kept, didn't. They, they were both injured by the end. There was small so, samplings that we talked about throughout in the regular season. And when you and I did notice when they played together offensively, they were killer. Like they were really, really good together. Defensively, it was a mess, but maybe an off season's worth or a preseason's worth of practice and everything, getting to know each other. Maybe they can get the defense right. You know, Kyrie Irving is a really talented player. I mean, this is on the court. He's, he's amazing. And he's still one of the top point guards. It's just his off the court shenanigans, but you've added Curry, Exum, Williams, Derek Jones, 
and with Sean Holmes. That's a nice second unit, and they were known last year of not having a second unit and having no depth. So that's what I liked about it is you put a team behind Luca as opposed to just Luca needs to do everything. His usage rate is insanely bad. And the pro- problem with Ma- the Mavericks is I think they have that mentality of we don't need to be a top pick. Mm-hmm. It's okay to sort of middle the pack and then turn it on at the end, which they sort of did two years ago when they went. From yeah, the well, game. I think they were I think they were trying to play that game where they're like, you know what, if we get Luca and because Luca had some issues with his I don't, I think it was his calf muscle like later in the season where they were like, OK, let's just try to play it out the last couple of weeks. And if we can get it on a winning streak, we can make the plan with Kyrie and Luca. Well, they didn't. They went on a losing streak. So they tanked it uh, on the very last game so that they could try to stay in the lottery and it worked. They were able to keep that pick. And that's what I liked. I, the uh you talked about the depth. I agreed with that one too. But I, I liked who they drafted. I liked them getting Derek Lively the second who's a big body center and Olivier Maxence Prosper who's sort of like a Taylor Horton Tucker type. So I, I actually like that. Jaden Hardy didn't really work out well when he tried to fill in a point guard when but he's, uh, was out, but he's not a bad player, but he's young. Yeah. Josh so, Green's been there for a minute and he's good. And Kleber's still there. Tim Hardaway jr. You could probably get rid of that guy pretty soon. That's, um, that's the only thing I put is like, who's the, who's the player to watch? Like anybody could get Hardaway out of the, off this team, but I have no reason not to like him. Mm-hmm. His numbers are good. He's, he's, you know, he's a volume shooter, but we all know that I have no reason to not like him, but yet here I am. That's 30, 38 and 43 missed out on the plane. Like we talked about 45 and a half. That's a little high. I'll go under that. I think it's just too competitive in the West. That's why I said, I think they're fine being, yeah, as long as we get it, we, we, if we have all our starters back and we're good to go, we can turn it on if need be. So I think I too will take the under. I, I just um, see this very much. So like the first year that Luca and Porzingis were together and they had a highly efficient offense, even though the the pieces just didn't sound like the best offense ever. Like I think Luke is going to lead the league in scoring. And I think when him and Irving are together offensively, they're going to be a terror, but defensively is going to be a mess. I don't, Jason Kidd needs to make sure he's got his ducks in a row in terms of defensive assignments. That's going to be the biggest part of that team. All right. I, I, Usually with every group, I say, who's the group that could play themselves out of this? I think everything, this major changes kind of will have to come yeah. to all these teams if there is failure. So I think I'm just well, going to... Well, the most vulnerable is New Orleans. That's the most vulnerable. They're no more or less vulnerable than Minnesota. They're no more or less vulnerable Minnesota's than the Clippers. Minnesota's got a superstar who's healthy. Healthy. And but you be- have a lot of high price players. So all of these teams, I can see major changes being needed to even, even Memphis. Cause it's jaw faltering or if he gets in trouble again or something like yeah. we have to do it. We can't just, we we're getting these young pieces who have to start getting paid now. So jaw. Okay. He got his, his max deal. Okay. Jackson jr. Is now getting paid. Desmond Bain is on a rookie max. So yeah, they're going to money. They will. You're right about that. They will be. I looked at it. They will be in the tax next season. And I don't know if they're going to if they're one of those willing tax teams. So, well, I think they're going to make the. Now we talk about how who which team which team of the grouping is likely to move upwards. Definitely Memphis. I know you might say the Clippers. I would say Memphis can definitely get back to the second round or the conference. That's what I said. Anybody could go up or down from this group. So that's why I'm just I'm not going to vote. Anywho. (laughs) Or that brings an end to this episode. Yes, we are done. (laughs) I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one.